Science Beer Review Episode The Rooster Hello, and welcome to a very improvised episode of Science Beer Review. As you may know by now, we are a group of scientists and science enthusiasts based in Lausanne, Switzerland. In this podcast, we use the primary scientific literature, which sometimes drops on the floor, to inspire (laughs) improvised comedy sketches. Our aim is for everyone to think and have fun at the same time. And yes, that includes you, the listener. None of us has prepared an exciting science story today because we were a bit late since we had a party involving beers just before recording. Are we sober? (laughs) Should we record that? (laughs) Why did we do a party? That might be because that's my last time in uh, Lausanne. Nevertheless, we found lots of journals in the room next door and we will do a big round of table of content roulette. The aim is still the same. We will briefly present what we read try to make sense of it by discussing it, and then improvise a comedy sketch, hoping to capture the essence of the science of the particular article. Notice that we may make mistakes as we record without interactions, and we like to think that critical thinking behind what you hear is part of the fun, so you are encouraged to judge whether what you hear makes sense. In fact, we have recently added comments to the podcast website and we love to hear from our listeners. For example, we can discuss what we got wrong, how we could have incorporated the science better, or you can just leave a comment to say hi. <laughs> As always, the episode is accompanied by chapter markers and show notes with links to the literature we used. So that's enough of me. Time to meet our improvisers for today, which are... Enrico, civil engineer. Jacqueline, biological oceanography. Michalis, toxicologist. Suzanne, computer scientist. Camille, evolutionary biologist. And me, Paris, evolutionary biologist. Okay, so Mihalis has prepared something. I've got a paper that is uh, published at the BMJ Christmas issue of 2016. It's called Gotta Catch Em All. Pokemon Go and physical activity among young adults. Difference in differences study. It's by Howie et al. And it was published November 2016. Basically what they talk on this paper is that they took some people before and after they installed Pokemon Go on their cell phones and they wanted to check if they would increase their physical activity while having it. So as they say it, their objective is to estimate the effect of playing Pokemon Go on the number of steps taken daily up to six weeks after installation of the game. Mihalis, can I tell a personal story? Of course. My friend downloaded Pokemon Go and she made me drive her around to Pokestop. <laughs> <laughs> so no more steps, actually. No. She was not coming out of this activity. So they, they did a cohort study. They took um, 1,182 people residing in the United States. They wanted to check if there would be a difference in the number of steps four weeks before 
and up to six weeks after. What they found was that up to a week after installing Pokemon Go, that would be the peak of the step increasing that they could have. And after six weeks, they were going almost back to their normal activity. Does this mean that people stopped playing the game after one week? It's basically like the children do. You get your new toy, you go around, you play a bit, and after some time you get a bit bored. But I mean, obesity and lack of moving is a huge problem. And so if they did find something more positive, it could lead in a direction like, oh, we can use um, VR virtual reality to encourage people to exercise. I think uh, games have a huge impact on people's life. And Mm -hmm. I think people can find a lot of motivation in uh, tasks that they would be reluctant to perform at first if they manage to make it into a game. I I totally agree. I wouldn't speak English without gaming. (laughs) And and in general, there's a a way of seeing the things you have to do in a gaming way. So basically, that would mean that you have to do something that will be good for you, uh, like get out of the house or something, and you're going to try to view it as a game. And um, I, I don't know the specifics of this, but if I'm not mistaken, the idea is that you perceive yourself as the player of the game. You ask one or two people you know to be your allies in the game, so they are actually going to witness what you're going through. And then you go uh, as though each thing you'll do that is helping you Achieve, achieve your aim is like a, a small coin that you would get in the game so like you know just walking out the door you win 10 points and you start to perceive it that way and that will get people to do healthy things such as get out of the house if they're <laughs> depressed so if I could summarize this one into a sentence it would be that physical activity games they do increase the daily number of steps or activity but after some time the activity goes back to the normal limits. Christina? Are you home? Did you get my chicken wings? <laughs> Christina? Mary? Get your own chicken wings. Christina, I'm starving. Mary, you haven't gotten up. You haven't fixed your hair in a week. Your hair looks like a rat's nest. It's disgusting. Can you take a shower? I I can't even stand in this room. It smells like old pizza, rotten french fries, and it smells disgusting. Christina, you really think you're such an example because you've got a job. (laughs) You just, oh, I am going to go and get a shower. And then you know what? I'm going to go and get tons of chicken wings. (laughs) And you're going to be so jealous of my chicken wings. Mary, I I stopped eating meat ten weeks ago. Oh, well, I can see that. Your skin looks so good. I'm going to get a shower. So, Christina, how did you think about the smell of my chicken wings? Um, I also got my nails fixed while I was there. How did you pay for that? With my credit card? Maybe. Mary, I think this is a serious problem. I Okay, maybe tomorrow we should go talk to Bob about you getting a job at the chicken wing place. You love chicken wings. And Bob's chicken wings, they always have the sign out front that says, help wanted. Hello? 
Oh, yes, hello. This is a courtesy call from your credit card company. We noticed that you buy lots of chicken wings. And we have a new special deal where you get two points for every three orders of chicken wings that you can then collect and increase your points on our credit cards. Oh, thanks. That's great news. Yes, you just need to first uh, come to our office and fill a form to register all for this point collection scheme. Okay. You just need to bring your phone with you. Okay. Uh, can you give me the address? Uh, yes, it's uh, 531... Main Street. <laughs> no, we're on the sub-main street. <laughs> 531 <laughs> Intermediate Important Street. Oh, that sounds sketchy, but I'll be there. Mary, I just got this call. Yeah. And, you know, I really hate that you use my credit card to buy your chicken wings, but he says that I can get points from this. Ah. Yeah. It sounds real cool. Begin, begin, begin. Hello? Uh, Hello. Hi, hi, hi. Uh, Mrs. uh, Johnson? Yeah. Oh, hi. I'm calling you from the medical center around the corner. We've got a... A ping from your credit card that you're eating a lot of chicken wings. And we were thinking maybe you would like to have a checkup. Yeah, I, I actually gave up chicken wings ten, ten, ten and a half weeks ago. But uh, maybe oh. I'll bring my roommate in because all she eats is chicken wings. She's basically a chicken wing. Mm. So it's not you that you're doing this chicken wings? No, you're she's, eating this chicken she's just using my credit card. Oh, I see. This I is see, too much I personal see. information. I really feel like I'm sharing too much personal information. Uh, you, you. You, well, you know, it's, uh, it's the link uh, that you have with your credit card is linked directly to your personal account of uh, health. And that's how we get it. Every time you have something health related, we get pinged. Wow. I really need to read all that paperwork that the credit card company sends me. Whoa, you better do that. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, so I shouldn't register you for uh, for an appointment. Then. No, why don't I bring my friend? I'm really concerned about her. She's very pale, but she smells like barbecue sauce. Okay, uh, why don't you come from our uh, from our office? It's uh, uh, 133 Sub Intermediate Street. <laughs> oh, perfect. Oh, I I'll take my lunch break, and I have two appointments. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, perfect. I will, I will, I'm looking forward to see you there. Oh, and your name is? Uh, my name is Jessica. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't get this laugh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did I say something funny? No, no, I'll ask for you. Jessica, oh. last name, last name. Jessica Long. Long, okay. With an A. I'll see you there. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Bye. Mary. Oh yes, Christina. While you were on the phone, I got I found some of your clothes that were big enough for me because all my clothes are dirty, and I'm sure you're okay with me wearing your clothes. I am totally okay, but I'm so excited to tell you. So we're gonna get all the we're gonna sign up for the points, and we're gonna take you to a free health assessment to like check your grease overproduction. <laughs> Christina, you're so lucky that I actually allow you to do all this to me. <laughs> Hello. Hello, it's uh, Google Care here. And we actually saw a lot, I mean, really, a lot of chicken wings bought recently from your credit card as it is linked, you know, to your health insurance. And I'm afraid from next month we will need to raise the price of the insurance. What? Well, with all that chicken wings that you're going to eat, 
I guess we will probably already have an appointment to the doctor. So I'm afraid we, we need to do something about that. I do, but you don't understand. It's my roommate, who's my best friend. We've been friends since we were 15 years old. And she uses my credit card to buy the chicken wings. Well, actually, and when you signed in on Google Care, you signed that everything that you were buying that might have effect on your health was bought for yourself. So uh, I'm sorry about that. Call. In, okay, Incoming wait. Call. Okay, I, I'll take care of this. Just stay. Incoming I have another call. call. I have another sure. call. Hold on. Beep. Uh, yes, uh, hello. We notice you are talking on the phone with an insurance company. And we would like to tell you that you can use chicken wing points to pay for your health check insurance. And if you do a health check insurance every week, you double your points. Oh, I'm sorry. Is this, this is Mr. Bezos. Um, but, okay, Mr. Bezos, so you're saying that, um, okay, right, so, does, is this related to me signing up for the chicken wing points? No, it's related to having a product that listens to you in your house all the time, so that you can buy french fries quickly. I got it, I want it. Great. Okay, can I put you guys all on the line together? Can we do a three-way call? Okay, okay. Okay, beep, beep, beep. Mrs. Johnson. Is this Miss uh, Jessica? Jessica no, Lang. No, no, uh, no. My name is Joanna. Mrs. Johnson, I'm calling you from um, from the gym around the corner. I've heard that you have a lot of troubles with chicken wings and health insurances. We just pinged this on our website. And I think if you join for our yearly subscription, then uh, you would be able to just avoid all this kind of mess? No, I stopped eating chicken wings so I didn't have to exercise. That's not what my report says. No, I don't know where... I, I have to call Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Jeff, uh, are you there? Yes, of course I'm here already. So you don't need to go on diet. As long as you go for a health check twice a week, you'll have enough points to cover your health checks to counteract your chicken wing addiction. Jeff, Jeff Bezos? Christina, you're still on the phone. I'm starving. I'm going to go and get some more chicken wings. Can you pay with cash? Okay. I'm confused. Do you have any cash to give me? Okay, just take my credit card. We'll get the points. Yes. Um, that's what I think I'm getting. Okay, see you later. It's almost midday. Don't you have appointments soon? Yeah, but I, I was hoping that we could get it taken care of over the phone because everybody is calling me. Oh, okay, I'll go Do you get still my... want to go to the appointments? Yeah, it sounds like a game. Oh, if you bring your friend, you get 0.5 more points. If we bring how many friends? Well, 0.5 points per friend. But at five friends, you get two times the last friend's points. I love the points. I love points as well. They are Fred points. <laughs> but I'm starving. Christina, can we just go and get chicken wings on yes, the way? Yes, we'll go get chicken wings on the way. Okay. Got to the chicken wing place. Mary, you eat chicken wings like you eat hamburgers. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what's our appointment? We're going to? I think we're going to the doctor's first. Okay. Um, do we get points for that? No. So um, we shouldn't go. So let's give the doctor. Okay. Let's go to the insurance company. Okay, let's go. He didn't actually tell me his address, but I'm sure he's on Sub Main Street also. 
Let's just go where we get points. Okay. I'm only interested in getting points. Okay. Yes, hello. Hi, uh, is that Mary? Yes. Uh, could you could you please pass me Mrs. Johnson? I'm trying to reach her on the phone, but I can't, and I know you're with her. I'm confused. Who is this? Uh, I am from the doctor's office, Mrs. Uh, Jessica Lang. Oh, I've heard about you. Okay. Christina, here's the phone. Um, hello, who is this? Uh, hello, I'm uh, here. Hi, hi. Hi, Mrs. Johnson. I'm Jessica Lang. Right. So okay. we have decided not to come for the appointment because you don't offer points. Oh. And that's all we really care about. Our health really doesn't matter that much. No, but actually we changed our policy and we do offer points, you know. Every time that you come and you have uh, one appointment with us, you get three points. Every second time you come, you get three times two points what you had before. And that's why it's called appointment, you know, it's the new, it's the new thing. And, uh, and then after five times you come, you get three five square root 35 and 75 by three point. Um, hold on one second. So, so Mary, uh, I also don't know how to do math, so I'm really confused about whether we should go to this one. I'm starting to be really tired because of all these appointments we've been walking to. And really, I mean, Christina, I'm not really a big walker at first. Well, neither am I. That's why I quit the chicken wings. I've been counting the steps we've taken today. Right. And we've already been walking for 1,600 steps. Okay, I'm going to call an Uber. We got to one week later in the chicken wing shop. Oh, I love that you've started eating chicken wings again, Christina. I missed it. Eleven and a half weeks without chicken wings was horrible. Yeah. I'm so sad we never won that game with all the steps, but it was really boring, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was costing me a shit ton of money. So Suzanne managed to find an article on the spot before anyone else. Yes, I did, Paris. Thank you very much. The article I found is called Remote Control of Animal Behavior, and it is by S.A. Stanley and all. It is describing a study in which technology allows neurons to be activated or inhibited remotely in freely moving animals using radio waves or magnetic fields. From what I understand, this is not my field at all, as you all know. Basically, it means that they influence the, what is happening inside animals uh, with these radio waves or magnetic fields. And I'm very surprised because I have no idea how they can actually manipulate radio waves or magnetic fields to an extent that will influence what's happening inside the animals. So a bit later in the article, they explained that activating the neurons will, for instance, increase plasma glucose and glucagon. And um, inhibiting these neurons will, for instance, decrease blood glucose. So they're not targeting specific neurons. They're just um, activating neurons in a region in, a, in the brain in general. That's what it seems to be, yes. Okay. When they say remotely, 
how remote is it? It's, it just means it's not a touching... Yeah, radio waves or magnetic fields. So it's a non-invasive way to stimulate a part of the brain. Yes. And if you do it with a hypothalamus, you affect feeding glucose and glycogen. Okay. Do we know what animal it is? They speak about mice. Hello? Are you bored of video games to help you battle your chicken wing addiction? I, um, yes. Yeah, just keep the mobile phone next to your ear and call us from another mobile phone. And follow the steps you hear. Oh. Oh, and that will, oh, okay, okay. Um, Christina, can I borrow your phone? Mary, okay, here. Here's my um, phone. excuse me, sir. I, uh, what is your number? <laughs> 61. 6, 1. 5, 2, 7, 3, 8. 5, 2, 7, 3, 8. Okay. Hello. Right. So, it's very simple. The magnetic field created by the two phones next to your brain, which is sufficient to boil an ostrich egg, will... Help you stop thinking about chicken wings so that you're not bored while you get this radioactivity on your brain. Excuse me, sir. What is it I'm forgetting? Oh, it works already. Okay, so we will now read you a small story about feeding of mice. The study describes technology that allows neurons to be activated or inhibited remotely in freely moving animals using radio waves or magnetic fields. Jeffrey Friedman and colleagues used an iron-binding protein <laughs> to the heat-sensitive protein to exit or inhibit Mary, neurons in the ventromatria. Nucleus in mice. Activation increased plasma glucose and glucagon suppressed plasma insulin and increased feeding. Inhibition decreased blood glucose, increased insulin, and suppressed the response to hypoglycemia. Wilkinson! Uh, yes? What are you doing again? Um, I am spending my free time experimenting on people. What? We had troubles three weeks ago again with you doing that with the ethical committee. Yes, well, you see, this number is one that Jeff Bezos himself listens to on his own. So I hope to reach him and change the whole strategy of Amazon.com. Look, Wilson, you are so late, uh, but, you know, I cannot afford so many sues from all those. They've been seeming as, like, like crazy. Oh, you're confusing uh, him with uh, Bill Gates. He was the one who ordered too many shoes. <laughs> you're not confusing it with nobody. Beep, 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 Yes. Hello. This Hi. is uh, the lawyer cabinet of Jefferson and Co. There has been a new body found with two phones around its head. And I'm very sorry, sir, but this goes completely into the case that we are holding against your institution. Excuse me, what's your name again? Jefferson and Co. Cabinets. Which one are you, Jefferson or Co.? <laughs> Cabinets. Cabinets. <laughs> Co. Cabinets. Co. Cabinets.
Mrs. Cabinet. <laughs> uh, excuse me for a second, Mrs. Cabinet. Wilkinson! We have a new roulette. Let's see who is going to win. <laughs> and it's me! So I found this paper on nature. Nature. <laughs> <laughs> so the paper is by Middle Miss and others, and the title is "Measurement of the Earth Tides with a Microelectromechanical System Gravimeter." So basically, a gravimeter is a more developed accelerometer. And an accelerometer is what we all have in our phones, so that when we turn the phones, it turns the screen, I think. Or the one that never works. No, it, it usually does. Like, like when, when you play around with your phone, it has some effect on games and those yeah, things. And basically what they managed to do is to produce the smallest one ever produced before. And basically, so before, they weighed 8 kilos usually, and they were more than 100,000 US dollars worth. So they managed to take the concept of accelerometer for uh, smartphones and they made a gravimeter out of that. Uh, the difference between the two is mostly the accuracy in the in the mm -hmm. measurements. So this gravimeter is actually small because it's similar to the accelerometers that are in our smartphones and it's uh, very cheap and can be mass produced. And with this, they managed to observe the earth tides, so the movement of the crust of the earth. And possible uh, implication for this new technology is that they could be used, for instance, to um, to make surveys and to find um, oil reservoirs or other kind of reservoirs and to observe uh, the tide movement with smaller and cheaper instruments. And they could also be used, for instance, to monitor volcanoes activity and everything that goes with movement in the crust, basically. Two questions. Yeah. Do they, uh, but how much cheaper are they? They don't give a number, but they say that it can be mass-produced. And uh, secondly, is it comparable to the size of the accelerometer of the phone? <laughs> is it like that small, like a transistor or something? Do they mention it? So I think the scale is on the order of the hundreds of micrometers. So wow. Wow. So this paper is conceptual paper about the new measuring device using, in principle, smartphones or like smartphone-like technology on something completely different, which is measuring tides. So I wouldn't say it's concept because they actually produced it and they tested it. I mean, they didn't show that it is doable. They actually did it. Okay. Mm. It's so, not, it's, so it's conceptual paper with prototype. Yeah, let's say that they pro they produced a, a prototype. They tested it against actual measurement of uh, tides of earth tides, and the measurements uh, matched. And they, so they basically used the, saying they used the old equipment, and then they developed a new equipment, and they're giving the same answer. Uh, I think they used data produced with other equipments mm -hmm. from other groups. And they tested it against the, their data, and it works. And they say, look, we can scale down massively what we, so, what we use nowadays. I have another question. Mm -hmm. So, sorry, so when they say tides, are these, and when you say earth crust, so when I think of tides, I think of things floating in the water. And so, as far as I know, also, so we usually have water tides. So, mm -hmm. you have water levels that raises, uh, but... 
the moon also attracts the earth crust and the earth uh, i don't know if it also if it is only the crust or even already in the already in the mantle so you have uh, attraction of uh, still for gravitational reasons so you always have really tiny movements also of this clearly the movements are more hard to are harder to capture because it's, it's harder small. yeah compared yeah. to the to the water ones yeah. and that's why they need a super high sensitivity in the instruments super cool wow so basically very sim- simplifying it very much you could theoretically throw a resistive and enduring phone into a a volcano whatever and then get uh, information out of that no. instead of throwing a huge <laughs> machine no so First of all, so I found an answer to a previous question. The <laughs> MEMS device, so this micro thingy system, is a 10 millimeters uh, big, the whole uh, system. 10 millimeters? Yeah. Wow, but that's huge. Wow. 10 millimeters. Well, compared to the 8 kilos that they had before. <laughs> Going back to your question, which was if we can throw a phone in the volcano, that's, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it wouldn't work. For instance, they wow. say that instead of putting those huge machines in some airplane and having the airplane travel around uh, all over the seas, you could attach it on a drone and just remotely control the drone, basically. And yeah, because they don't battery. sense the movements of the earth, they can be in the air and monitoring what happens. They sense the acceleration, the gravity acceleration, basically. Mm-hmm. As far as understood, there is a, a frame within which there is a, what they call a proof mass, so there is the principal mass, mm-hmm. and this has some springs, and these springs um, react differently accordingly, according to the strength of the gravity acceleration, mm-hmm. so in different places on Earth, or because there is a hole... Uh, Below the ground, really? you have a different uh, acceleration. Clearly, the difference is super small, and only some instruments can uh, measure it. And so, this spring moves, and then it will be somehow connected with the, with some sensor or something that can measure this displacement. They give an example. That, so, this device has a sensitive of forty micro gal times Earth to the power of minus one half. That exactly. Means, <laughs> and that means suddenly is everything clear. So, yeah, right. That's why you need an engineer around. Exactly. I don't even know what a cal is. By the way, <laughs> to put this sensitivity of the device that they developed into context, this sensitivity is sufficient in one second to detect a tunnel with a cross-sectional area of two meters squares and a length of four meter at a depth of two meters. So if you have two meters of earth crust. Then underneath that you have a you have this tunnel which has one meter by one meter section, mm-hmm. and it is lo- at least four meter long. Mm-hmm. This device can detect can, can detect it basically. Okay. The main finding is that they produce a new measurement tool that is small compared to the to the previous ones. Professor chaussure. You got a, a phone call from uh, the Fondation uh, Red uh, Red uh, Curtain. They uh, have refused uh, to give the funding uh, for this uh, new piece of equipment that you wanted uh, to buy. Quoi? <laughs> it's impossible. Uh, I'm but... very sorry, uh, Professor Chaussure. <sighs> the... These ignorance do not know that we need to measure tights, otherwise we are doomed. 
Because like Lima, it's so huge that we have tides. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Professor Chaussure, I don't understand all of these, uh, uh, these uh, very subtle uh, elements of your research. Maybe um, we need to ask for money from another foundation. Sorry is not enough. I need results. What other options do we have? Have we called also Chicken Wing Foundation? Oh, uh, no, uh, Professor Chaussure, I had not thought about the uh, Chicken Wing uh, Foundation. Uh. There is a friend of mine. He's called uh, Wilkins, I believe. Wilkinson. Uh, okay. Would you like uh, to... Uh, uh, me uh, to uh, write a new letter uh, explaining why the equipment is uh, so useful. Please, Georgetta, <laughs> just call him. He's okay. my friend. And then I pass you the phone, uh, Professor Chaussure. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um. Hello. Hello. Um. This is uh, Georgetta Wilkins. I am uh, the secretary of uh, Professor uh, Chaussure, and I'm calling from him to uh, talk to uh, the director of the foundation, uh, uh, Red um, um, uh, Chicken Wings. Well, the director of Chicken Wings is not here today, so I'm replacing him. How can I help you? Oh uh, well, uh, I um. I uh, think uh, we were trying uh, to talk to me. Uh, mis- um, I will uh, pass you the professor. Georgetta, just give me the bloody phone. Okay, professor. Hello. Uh, hi. Ah, uh, where is this bloody bastard? I know that he's there. Just give me the phone. Excuse me, Mr. Mr. Jacobson is not here. I'm, I'm his assistant, KFC. How can I help you? God, the shit, man. Just give me the director. I won't speak to assistant. L- uh, listen to me, mister. I'm sorry, what is your name again? <laughs> Je suis professeur Chaussure. Uh, professeur Chaussure? I'm sorry. Uh, you know what, Mr. Mr. Jacobs? He is in a field trip. He is down in the mountains, in the caves, and he's measuring stuff. He has to go through and find the dimensions of the new cave they found three days ago. And they might find new findings about how the foundation of the findings were founded. It's it's not that I don't want to give him to you. It says that he's not here. So how can I help you? I told you, Mrs. KFC. That's interesting. I thought that I, I, I would like to get his funding because I was cut by these government bastards who think that tides are not important. Tides? Tides. Tight? We are measuring tights. You mean the ones that you wear, like the women, the tights? The lake tights. Here in Switzerland, we have huge lakes. We have tights. You you are throwing tights in the lake? What kind of weirdos are you there in Switzerland? Please, I don't have time to waste with you. Look, look, just just call call me. I'm Professor! Professor Sosur, look at me! Hear to me! You cannot look at me! Hear me! Look! I'm replacing Mr. Jacobs! And I have the authorization to prove, to approve or reject funding! So you better be kind with me, okay? So what do you want? I want a proposal! All right, so I thought that I might help you with 
claiming that these two phones could not melt the brain of a young woman, and you in exchange could give me a grant for my research of tights. Now we're talking. So please, can you write that into a message and send it to me? That would be KFC at chickenwingsarenothealthy.com. Of course I can. Thank you very much. Say hello to Jacobson. Bye. Cut to the cave. Dr. Jacobs, son, why aren't you carrying any equipment? I know I'm just a first-year graduate student, but why am I carrying all the equipment? I have scoliosis, and um, I actually have a doctor's note that I shouldn't even be carrying one kilo. I can write you a note saying the same thing, and I'm a doctor, so don't worry about this. No, but you're not a real doctor. Doesn't matter. It will still be a letter from a doctor. Now, okay, look, look, this is too tight, this this cave. So just leave all this old big equipment back and follow me to the main reservoir of the cave. No, but it has the the notebooks and it has the food. Like, what are we going to eat? We don't need this stuff. The mobile phones do everything these days. We can track our location. We can talk to Jeff. We can... (laughs) (laughs) We can measure gravity. They're so sensitive devices. But so, what about the food? What about the oatmeal? I'm sure there will be some free-living organisms in the cave that are blind and we can catch very easily. Look, I, I'm the brains in this operation. Just follow me. I didn't sign up to eat bugs. Reception here is amazing. <laughs> Hello? Mr. Jacobson? Yes. Hi, I'm calling you from... Sorry, uh, sorry. So Dr. Jacobson. <laughs> Dr. Jacobson, I'm sorry. I'm calling you from the patent office. Uh, we just reviewed your new patent, and I'm not sure it's uh, very safe to use it for more than three hours in a, in, a, in a depth of more than 20 meters. No, no, no. My calculations say that 40 microgal per Earth's squared will be very safe at the, the depths of 500 by 500 by 500 we are. Yeah, if it's 40 microgals per whatever you said, it's fine. But if it's 40 micro guys, <laughs> then, then that is a problem. And I think that you have to be aware that if you set the setting in the wrong direction, then you're going to have big problems. Well, I cannot work with macro guys. It's too tight in this cave. I need the micro guys. Speaking of which, where are all the micro guys? Hey, you! <laughs> Please, go ahead and hunt for some blind worms. We're okay, where were we? And anything else, uh, patent office? Uh, no, uh, other than that, uh, you, I would like to remind you that you still have not paid the one million pounds for the uh, patent. Yeah, okay, we will pay. Talk to my assistant, KFC. <laughs> uh, we'll do, thank you very much. Okay, guys, tea time. <laughs> <laughs> doctor, doctor, are you here? Yes. Hello, my friend. I was going to your office and and they were saying that you were in cave, so I came here to visit you. There was a different entrance to this cave? <laughs> <laughs> there was an arrow saying uh, cave entrance. You have not seen that? No, I thought it was for the wines. They're, they now have bilingual signs? <laughs> Dr. Jefferson, you don't remember me. Ah. <sighs> Excuse me one moment. Please, please offer him some tea and worms. He was a tea 
Fucking Vince! <laughs> Thank you, Dwarf. Yes, yes, hello. Dr. Jacobson. Here yes. KFC. Oh, hello, we were just talking about you. Yeah, Dr. Shoes had called me. And he said that he might join you in the caves. I hope that I, I called you before he arrives. He's very annoying. Do you realize the gravity of the situation? I was caught uncut. And he wants some money. Money? Okay, no problem. Okay, <laughs> I just wanted to warn you. That's all. Bye-bye. Okay, so... Dr. Jacobson, do yes. you want the, the green or the red worm? Um... There is a pink one. No, That's the, my favorite. The, favorite. the pink one, the pink one. <laughs> so, doctor, I got to tell you, your assistant is imbecile. Tell me about it. So, I wanted to talk about something serious. I'm listening. I was cut on funds on my research on tights because my measuring devices were fridge sizes. And I had to buy three helicopters to circle above the lake to measure tights. Do you think you could give me seven million francs so I can do it for next two or three years? They have big women where they come from. Oh, in that case, uh, yes, here you go. I'll write you a check. Seven thousand million francs. Seven thousand? That's a thousand times more than I wanted. <laughs> I hope these women are worth it, eh? <laughs> we cut back to the office of Mr. Jacobson. Sir, you know, Jessica, what happened? I just tried to save our funding, so I talked to Mr. Shoes, and then I talked to Mr. Jacobson, and then he, he, he gives him all the money, and we're being underpaid. Well, first of all, I think it's Professor Chasseur. <laughs> I don't care who is Professor High Heels, okay? And this Dr. Jacobson. I don't remember if you said Mr. Because you usually do, you know. You're missing the point. Well, I mean, it's his money and I'm actually paid well because I was unemployed before at the chicken wing shop. I mean, I was, I mean, I was working there, but you know that kind of things you cannot say. So I'm fine with it. Honestly, what's the name again? I mean, we've crossed paths several times, but I can never remember. I will never forget your face, <laughs> but your name, I can't remember. My name? If you want to know, one day you'll remember my name. Oh, it's not my problem then. K. F. C. Dr. Jacobson, so um, oh, left oh. all of the equipment in the cave, and then I got sent back to the university, and it's all destroyed. It's completely destroyed, and and the food is completely rotten. So I don't know. I don't know. All the data is gone, and I, I I don't think I can go on with. I I, I this. I'm a horrible failure. I just I can't go on with my PhD. I I have to quit. Who are you again? I'm. Betsy Ross. Ah, yes. I'm your new graduate student. Yeah, well, you know, I only see my graduate students once a year. Okay, listen. No, we went on a whole expedition together. We were in a cave and we were rolling around eating bugs. Yeah. It was very emotional. For yeah, me. but you were talking to me about equipment and the micro guy was talking to me about women. Who do you think I would listen to? Big women. That's why I still have you around to remind me stuff because I forget. 
Max, you're such a suck up. The important thing is, can you cook? Can you fry stuff? I can fry stuff. Excellent. We have yellow, green, and pink worms. We fry them and we start a new Jacobson fried worm chain. And that will fund all our future research. Happy now? And I guarantee I will pay minimum Swiss wage. What's Max getting paid? Mini Swiss wage. Because he's a mini man. Fine, I'll take it. What was this about again? (laughs) Thank you for joining us in this very special season finale for Science Beer Review. We hope that you have been as inspired by these science stories as we have. As always, the episode has chapter markers and supporting show notes with links to the literature we discussed today. You can check out our website and leave us a comment at www.thecatalyst.ch where you will also find the full backlog of Season 1 episodes to keep you company while we prepare Season 2. The website also has information on other Catalyst projects. Our music was composed and performed by Primitivo. Thanks for clicking on us. Thank you.